welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy continues her discussion of space. Welcome. In previous episodes, I introduced the ideas of space and also talked about walls or boundaries, obviously two interconnected aspects of our experience, both externally and internally. I touched on how space can be inviting at times and threatening at other times, and how working with walls or boundaries, creating walls or boundaries, can alienate us from our environment and from others, but it can also be, ironically, a form of connecting with others. I first heard Trungpa Rinpoche talking about space and how important it is to understand space and make relationship with it. In 1973, at a conference, he called the Psychology Conference in Boulder, Colorado. In that conference, he emphasized the importance of space in understanding psychological issues and energies and in understanding our experiences of boredom, our discomfort with stillness, and our tendency to fill space and to explore what's that about, how space actually operates within our minds and in our meditation in our daily life. So we have space and we have boundaries. And a third element is that there are energies, energies and colors within space. In the same way, there are many colors that show forth from a prism. So space, boundaries, energies. And the most intriguing notion in this discussion of space is that the basic energy pervading all of space is kindness or love. In the same way, outer space, which for many years people considered to be just empty, blank something, is actually pervaded by intense radiation, energies of radiation. Likewise, psychological or perceived space, experienced space of mind and environment, is pervaded throughout by love and kindness. So to cultivate kindness, greater kindness, to cultivate love, it makes sense to relate to space and its qualities. You might ask, how do I do that? The topic of space can seem so vast and overwhelming and kind of vague that how do you make a linkage with that? And how do you talk about something that pervades everything and is everywhere? There's no other place to stand to get a perspective on that because it's, it's within us and all around us. But there's a beautiful image of how a minute, ordinary little gesture can open us into that kind of vast mind. For instance, you might see a small bird flying across a clear blue sky, and the bird attracts your mind, but then that perception opens out into the vastness of the sky. This can even happen in the internal sky of our mind. We can see a thought and be overwhelmed with a tumbling torrent of thoughts, or we can see a thought, and that thought itself can open into non-thought, the open expanse of unfettered mind. In this way of looking at space, it's a very active kind of space. It's not just a distant thing to muse about conceptually, but it 
but something we relate to at every level all the time, from the simplest aspects of life to more profound depths of experience. So I'd like to share three qualities of space that uh, Trungpa introduced in that seminar and say a little bit about each of them, just to give some way of having a flavor of what is meant by that word space in the Dharma. The three qualities are that space is indestructible, that space accommodates birth and death, and that space creates obstacles. So let's look at each of those. Space is indestructible because it doesn't come from anywhere and does not go anywhere. It is unborn, therefore it is unceasing. Anything is born perishes. Space doesn't really come from anywhere. Everything else comes from space. The space doesn't seem to come from anywhere and doesn't go anywhere. Therefore, it's impossible to manipulate. You could think of this as a kind of reliability, or you could think of this as incredible boredom. We don't like something that doesn't accommodate our wishes and our desires, that doesn't respond. It just is there. When you're bored, it doesn't feed us or entertain us. The eternity quality of space just goes on and on, like boredom. The second aspect of space is that it accommodates birth and death. This is kind of the creative quality of space, that things always arising and dissolving within it. Again, like in the space of our mind, there's thoughts and emotions and all sorts of patterns arising and dissolving ceaselessly. It accommodates all of that. Since we tend to be so preoccupied with our thoughts about this or that, we hardly notice or even think about where our thoughts come from and where they go. So there it is again, space. The third aspect of space is that it creates obstacles. It seems to rebel against our ideas of importance and what we'd like to accomplish. This aspect of space reminds me of a very common experience that that people have in when they're in the vicinity of a, a dying person. In that kind of space, in that proximity to death, so many projects and activities and preoccupations just dissolve on the spot. They just seem so irrelevant. Like death, space puts an end to that kind of petty scheming and preoccupation. It just dissolves. I'd like to invite you to explore these qualities of space in your life experience and in your meditation practice. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.